Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Today in Science from Wired. This robot could help fulfill your online shopping sprees. Ambi Robots is using years of research in robot manipulation to teach machines how to get a grip. The secret? Giving them suction cups for fingers. By Matt Simon. Imagine for a moment that you have suction cups for fingertips, unless you're currently on hallucinogens, in which case you should not imagine that. Each sucker is a different size and flexibility, making one fingertip ideal for sticking onto a flat surface like cardboard, another more suited to a round thing like a ball, another better for something more irregular like a flower pot. On its own, each digit may be limited in which things it can handle, but together... They can work as a team to manipulate a range of objects. This is the idea behind AmbiRobotics, a lab-grown startup that is today emerging from stealth mode with sorting robots and an operating system for running such manipulative machines. The company's founders want to put robots to work in jobs that any rational machine should be terrified of, picking up objects in a warehouse. What comes so easily to people, grasping any object that isn't too heavy, is actually a nightmare for robots. After decades of research in robotics labs across the world, the machines still have nowhere near our dexterity, but maybe what they need is suction cup fingertips. AmbiRobotics grew out of a UC Berkeley research project called DexNet that models how robots should grip ordinary objects. So think of it as the robotics version of how computer scientists build image recognition AI. To train machines to recognize, like, say, a cat, researchers have to first build a database of lots and lots of images that contain felines. In each, they'd draw a box around the cat to teach the neural network, look, this here is a cat. Once the network had parsed a massive number of examples, it could then generalize, automatically recognizing a cat in a new image it had never seen before. So DexNet works in the same way, but for robotic graspers. Working in a simulated space, scientists create 3D models of all kinds of objects. Then they calculate where a robot should touch each one to get a robust grip. So for instance, on a ball, you'd want the robot to grab around the equator, not try to pinch one of the poles. That sounds obvious, but robots need to learn these things from scratch. In our case, the examples are not images, but actually 3D objects with robust grasp points on them, says Berkeley roboticist Ken Goldberg, who developed DexNet and co-founded Ambi Robotics. Then when we fed that into the network, it had a similar effect, that it started generalizing to new objects. 
Even if the robot had never seen a particular object before, it could call upon its training with a galaxy of other objects to calculate how best to grasp it. Consider that grotesque ceramic coffee mug you made in art class in elementary school. You may have chosen to shape it in an absurd way, but you more than likely remembered to give it a handle. And when you handed it to your parents and they pretended to like it, they grasped it by the handle. They'd already seen their fair share of professionally manufactured coffee mugs, and so they already knew how to grip it. AmbiRobotics's robot operating system, AmbiOS, is the equivalent of that prior experience, only for robots. As humans, we're able to really infer how to deal with that object, even though it's unlike any mug that's ever been made before, says Stephen McKinley, co-founder of AmbiRobotics. The system can reason about what the rest of that object looks like to know that if you picked up on that part, you could reasonably assume that it's a decent grasp. AmbiOS works for a range of different hardware configurations and end effectors, as roboticists call them, the machine equivalent of hands. But unlike human hands, they come with a wide variety of form factors, so you could have manipulators like air-powered suction cups or a two-pronged grasper known as a parallel gripper, which works a bit like chopsticks. Regardless, the end effector will have access to prior knowledge from DexNet training. AmbiRobotics' research has found that the most versatile and effective end effector for e-commerce warehouses is the suction cup. It's been able to get a good grasp on 96% of parcels they've tested. A suction cup can easily gain a purchase on the flat surfaces of boxes, of course, but also on soft packages used for shipping clothing, known in the industry as poly bags. And traditional grippers can handle the rest. Suction can't grip porous surfaces, for instance. You might even combine suction cups and a two-pronged gripper for a robot that has to deal with a particularly diverse set of objects. There's a short GIF on Wired's website for this article, and in it you can see Ambi Robotics machinery in action. A depth-sensing camera first looks into a bin of items and analyzes the objects. This is actually deciding which types of grasps to attempt, which types of grasps will be successful, says Jeff Mahler, co-founder of Ambi Robotics. The robot then picks up an object with its suction cups and holds it up for a barcode scanner. This tells an adjacent gantry, where the arm places the object, where to then deposit it in a row of other bins. For a client, like an e-commerce warehouse, Mahler says that AmbiRobotics would design the modular hardware system, the arm, gripper, camera, and containers, and create a simulated version for the robot to train in, trying out different kinds of grips on randomized shapes. After this training process, which takes less than a day, the robot can operate as if it's been operating in the real world for years, says Mahler. On day one, in the physical world, it can be handling a wide range of items and generalizing with nuance that it's never seen before. The company's founders say they're working with clients, but declined to name them. Giving a robot suction cup limbs gives them a powerful ability humans don't have. Traditionally, roboticists have designed hand-like grippers with two pinching fingers instead of five, a simplified version of the complexity and dexterity of the human version. But just because the human fingertip can't trap objects with suction doesn't mean robot hands shouldn't. In that sense, you can think of suction almost kind of like the wheel of manipulation, says Columbia University roboticist Matei Chiocarlier, who isn't involved with ambi-robotics. 
So in other words, it's a useful design feature for machines that helps them work optimally in a fabricated environment, but it's something evolution never intended. Legs are better for traveling over irregular turf, but on flat, human-made surfaces, wheels are the best way for a machine to move. Think about how much faster a car would be on a straightaway than, say, a pug. It's kind of the same with suction, Chiocarlier adds. Our hands evolved to manipulate the natural world, and they're damn good at it. Maybe if you're foraging in the woods or hurling stones at animals, suction isn't the best contact for manipulation, he continues. But if you're in a man-made environment, like the warehouse, and manipulating man-made objects made for use in daily life, suction is a fantastic way to manipulate things. And Ambi Robotics isn't the only company giving warehouse robots suction power. Boston Dynamics just rolled out a robot called Stretch that can actually move around a warehouse stacking boxes with a suction gripper. But what Ambi Robotics is offering is a machine that can do finer manipulation of objects. Really, the warehouse is a perennial challenge in robotics, the unstructured environment. For decades, robots have labored on automotive production lines, for instance, lifting car doors into place. They're great at this job because it exploits a robot's strengths, its consistency and brawn, and avoids its weaknesses like precise manipulation and reasoning. Roboticists consider a factory to be a structured environment because a machine doesn't need to analyze its surroundings or move around. It just does the same thing over and over. And the robot isn't expected to manipulate tiny objects with fine motor skills. It's a brute, through and through. Ambi Robotics aims to tackle a sort of hybrid environment that is both structured and not. The robot arm sits in one place, which gives it a nice consistency. But the bin of objects is a mess, with packages tilted at all angles and overlapping one another. And like an image recognition AI that has learned to recognize a cat it's never seen before, this system relies on experiences it's gained in simulation, not in the real world. It's one thing to prove that you can empty the bin. That's interesting on one level, says Goldberg. But it's another thing to do it quickly and reliably. Goldberg says that ambi-robotic system can do this sorting job twice as fast as humans. He adds, though, that its products are not meant to replace human workers, but to supplement them. This is just one piece of a pipeline that happens with packages, Goldberg says. And all throughout that pipeline, there are steps that need human intervention. As smart as these robots are when it comes to manipulation, they can't solve problems like humans can. They can't even move beyond their cages. I don't think of it as robots taking over, says Chiocarlier. Robots are tools. The march toward more and more automation may be inevitable, though, as robots continue to catch up to humans when it comes to manipulation and locomotion. They'll assume more roles in the workplace. Amazon, for instance, has begun hiring little wheeled robots that scoot around a warehouse transporting packages. At least for the near future, experts say the question isn't so much how many jobs robots will outright steal, but what parts of our jobs they'll assume. The economic collapse during the COVID-19 pandemic has made it pretty clear that robots are nowhere near ready to pick up the slack when humans can't work. Hospital robots can only deliver medicine and disinfect rooms, not save lives by themselves. Self-driving vehicles, the most hyped of all robots, are nowhere near being able to bring us packages on their own. But wielding suction cup hands? We'll give robots the monopoly on that, thanks. 
Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com slash science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.